Good morning. These days I have such an awesome time in worship. It's difficult to come up. You know. But we have to do what we have to do. And some days we don't we won't do what we have to do. We just we enjoy ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This morning we are progressing in the Spirit Life series. And we are going to be talking about walking in the Spirit this morning. The whole idea of scriptures is for us to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth is Christ. The whole idea of scriptures, if you read this same Romans chapter 8 verse 28 to 30, the purpose of the gospel is very clear there. That's why I said this thing is the heart of the New Testament. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to what? What is his purpose? What is that purpose of God? Verse 28. For whom he did foreknow, he did what? To be conformed to the image of his son. That is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the viewing of your mind. He predestined us to be conformed. That is the purpose. That is our predestination. That is the reason why he created us and, and put us here to be conformed to the image of the son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also what? He called. Whom he called, he also what? Whom he justified, he also... Them he also what? So you have been called, haven't you? You have been justified. Haven't you? Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? You have been justified. Your sins have been forgiven. Christ has taken your place. You are free from, from condemnation, from the condemnation of sin. You have been justified. What is now left is this journey to being glorified. Okay? That's what we are doing now. And that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. That's the purpose of walking in the Spirit. So when he began Romans chapter 8 by walking in the spirit, what are you walking to? You are walking to sonship. You are walking to this bus stop. Okay? Romans chapter 8 verse 14. That's the scripture where we ended it. As many as are what? Led by the spirit. They are what? They are the sons of God. So the journey to this sonship, to being one of the sons, is what the Holy Spirit came for. So when we say we are walking in the spirit, we are not walking in the spirit primarily so that we can know the color of shirts to where to walk. You know, that's where it ends for, for some. Holy Spirit, what color of shirt should I wear this morning? Holy Spirit, should I enter this bus or not enter? Then I didn't enter the bus. Then the bus now had accident. Those things are trainings and they are important. I'm not saying that they are not important. I'm just saying that that's not the end of the journey. The Holy Ghost is not for entering bus and not entering bus. That's not what the Holy Ghost is for. Because, you know, this individualistic, personalized um, me and my family Christian to never allow us to enter the kingdom to attain sonship to live out this destiny everything that God provides we just personalize it just say it's for me to have money it's for me to have protection so that I'll not be um, robbed you know that me my I mean the journey with the Holy Spirit walking in the spirit does all that I don't know whether you understand it does all that it's not that that is excluded that is a part of it but it, it is what it is. It is a part of it. It's not the, it's not the main thing. 
the Holy Spirit is not a genie. You know, Aladdin, you know, you remember the story of Aladdin. When you rub it, the genie will come out. You now say, my master, what do you want me to do? I say, go and kill my enemies. Fire them all, let them die. Fire the Holy Ghost, fire the enemies. Holy Ghost is not a genie. Holy Ghost is God in this dispensation where the church is after the resurrection of Christ, the dispensation of the Spirit, it has a purpose. There are people that relegate the Holy Spirit only to gifts. And because of that, there, there are people that believe that they have gone past the Holy Ghost because they even believe that they have matured past the Holy Spirit because they have zoned him to gifts. There are some people who zone him to gifts and that's all the experience of him they have, you know. When they think of the Holy Spirit, they think about laughing in the Spirit, falling down, you know, people getting healed. People, they think in a love of Reynard Bronchi Crusade, when you say Holy Ghost, power, you know, everybody falls down, people get healed, and miracles happen. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying it is not. I'm just speaking of purpose. I'm emphasizing the reason for the journey this morning. So that you don't get distracted by things that are part of it and tabernacle there and because of that shortcoming in understanding i found people who have said that the holy spirit is just you know they've zoned into the junior brother of jesus christ when they think in terms of spiritual maturity they say ah jesus is the is the main person holy spirit is we have gone past the holy I've, i've started hearing those kind of interesting things these days you know and I find it really interesting because if you are reading your Bible, if you are really reading your Bible and it's, you are not giving it private interpretation, you would have seen that there is no spiritual maturity outside of the Holy Spirit. It's very clear in Scripture. It's very clear in Scripture. It didn't come mainly for gifts. It didn't come mainly for that. And we need gifts and we are going to use gifts and we are going to have gifts. Okay? But that's not the main, that's not the purpose. That's not the main reason why the Holy Ghost has been given or the main reason why we are walking with the Spirit. We are walking with the Spirit because of spiritual development and spiritual maturity. That's the main reason why we are walking with the Spirit. That's the main purpose why we have to develop our hearing and fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. That is why it is so important. It's not for, you know, people who are, who are specially gifted spiritually, um, people who are called. No, it's for all believers. You read in that place, this is the purpose of God for your life. This is your predestination. This is destiny. You risk not fulfilling your destiny if you don't know how to walk with the Spirit. You risk being a prey. You risk being wasted by the enemy. If you do not know how to walk with the spirit. And again, when I'm saying being wasted, I'm not talking about lying down and, you know, maybe you, something bad happens. If you are true Nigerians, you'd have said, God forbid now. Is that not how we answer? I say, God go forbid. It's not for me. I'm, I'm speaking beyond that. That's, that's also a possibility. Because you just walk anyhow, you go anywhere anyhow, you do anything anyhow. But beyond that, you risk living short of destiny, of spiritual destiny, of the purpose of God for your life if you are not walking with the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not for doing ministry, in quote, hello. 
the Holy Spirit is not for preaching. It's not anointing. Follow me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost. Then you fall apart. It's a power of the Holy Ghost there. Who's there right now? Take it. He said, this guy has done ministry. Have <laughs> we have done things. <laughs> so that's, that's not the primary purpose of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit wants to take you on a journey. Because you are here for a purpose. You are not, you are not the same as a chicken. You know a chicken hustles too. You are not aware that chickens hustle. They hustle for food now. Animals too, they hustle for food. They wake up, they go around, they peck the ground, peck the ground, peck the ground. And sometimes, some chickens are special. They put them in cage. You know, all chickens are not street chicken. Some chickens are special. They even give them feed. They even import their feed and they give them. They import the feed specially. They give them feed. Please, the one that is roaming the road and the one that they put in cage, what's the end of both of them? Is pots, is soup. So, don't be fooled. Sometimes the enemy will put some of us in cage. That cage will look like elite living. He will dress the cage. He will dress you up. He will give you potted food. You think that you are elite chicken. You look down on the chicken that is walking on the streets. In fact, the life of the chicken that is walking on the street might actually be longer than your own. You look down and say, those are those chicken. They don't, they don't, they don't have, you know, those are the chickens who got no future ambition chicken. You understand? Those are on the road say, this one doesn't have future ambition. Inside gutter, speaking anything, anyhow. Doesn't have, we, we have plan. We have purpose. You see, any purpose that you have for your life that is not his purpose is sports. Is sports. Don't worry. That is the end of it. Is sports. It doesn't have another end. Sports is the end. If it is not his purpose is cage. You are in cage. Imported feed everything. It's a cage. It's the cage and the bondage of Satan. And it has only one end. It is death. Please, again, when I say death, stop thinking in terms of lying down and not breathing. Think about it in terms of separation from God, which results in deterioration. The condition, the spiritual condition of that person is deteriorating. You see what the devil did to Adam and Eve? He put it on them. I don't know whether you understand. Don't you want to be like God? Are you not having ambition? You are just here waking up and sleeping. Not doing anything with your life. Don't you aspire to something? Those ones to say yes. So if say yes. Ah, it's good to aspire to, perspire to, refire to, bonfire to, aspire, ever fire. Say aspire to, perspire to, despire to, do something, my sister. You can't just be here. You can't just be. Look at Adam. At least he's tending the garden. He told you that he has a purpose for it. You, what are you doing with your life? It's true. It's true. It's true. All this thing, you are just sitting down. You are waiting on God. All you are doing with your life is eating the tree of the fruit of the garden. Don't you want to be like God? It's true. It's, 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 God said, and, and then he told him, God, God lied to you. God like you see this thing that you are doing it doesn't lead to anything. It doesn't have any fruit. You just come, you sit down, you are just it doesn't lead anywhere. 
Let me show you how to get it. You have to aspire to aspire to acquire to, to get it. You have to go after this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what you have to pursue. And after preaching that evil message to her, Bible said that the woman herself, she saw that the tree was good for food. She saw that it was desirable to make one wise. And then she took it and she ate it and she gave it to her husband with her. What the devil told her is that if you eat this thing, you are going to become like God. That's what the devil told her, didn't she? Do you know, in a sense, she became as God. Are you aware? Are you aware that in a sense, she became as God? And I've mentioned this before. I said before, before then, before, before that time, God was the judge in a man's life. God is the one that said, this thing is not good. Let me fix it. God is the only one that said, this is good. Okay? God was the only one that said, this is good. He will finish creating things. He will say, this one, it is good. Then he will make heaven. He will make light. He may say, this one, it is good. Then he looked at Adam, not being alone and, and tending the garden. He said, this one is not good. It was God's prerogative. Immediately, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man started saying, this one, it is good. This one, it is not good. That's when he know it is not good that I am naked. He went to go and sew something, fig leaves, and started wearing it. Is that not what happened? And on and on from there, man took ownership of judgment. You see, man was created with choice. It wasn't that it, wasn't that it was not created with choice. But it's like when you create something and you know the manual of that thing and how it should function. Man was not supposed to function without his God. Man was supposed to attain the fullness of what he was created to be. By his God being his judge. But when man decided that I'm going to do this manual by myself, I'm going to run it how I deem. You know what that's what the devil says? Think. It's not that you don't have brain. When they say, wives submit to your husband, they say, you be using your brain. Be using your brain. Okay? So, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of things that we, I, I just mentioned now because that's something that me, I struggle with. I struggle with um, and I'm not ashamed to see it because we all struggle with things. I struggle with that one. Because this brain is working, no? And sometimes the brain, I feel that it's even working better than somebody's own. It's just a feeling, no? Let me just be open to you. Shady is how we are going to be doing now. Not say, say I don't even mind calling Sir. I submit to you, Sabo. Sir, see road, sir. <laughs> Let's be having brain, sir. Hello, sir. <laughs> you know, so there are things that God tells us that we struggle with because we are the ones that tell ourselves what is good and what is not good. Now, this is a thought I wanted to bring out of there. I want, I want to explain death to you. So God said, the day you eat it, you will die, right? Did they lie down that day? You know, they didn't lie down and didn't have life that day. In fact, they lived almost a thousand years after that. But what happened? Deterioration set in. Deterioration set in because they were the ones that started deciding what is good and what is not good. Now, Adam decided that it is no longer good that the glory of God is covering him. He wants to use fig leaves. So he went and got fig leaves. If you look at that, it looks basic, right? It looks harmless. Let me tell you what deterioration over a period of 6,000 years 
that deterioration that set into man's soul, let me tell you where it is right now. A girl gets pregnant outside wedlock. What is the problem? What is not good in that equation? You know what man has decided it is? The baby. That's what death is. See where our judgment is right now. What is not good now if a girl gets pregnant outside wedlock? What is not good is that innocent baby. That's what is not good. Solution of man. Kill it. And the whole world... The intellectual community, the, all the people that have brain in this life, they are all behind this warped thinking that if a girl gets pregnant as a young girl or when they don't want it, unplanned pregnancy, I'm even saying outside wedlock. I'm not supposed to be saying outside wedlock because now wedlock is what again? I don't know. That's in, they've redefined everything. <laughs> unplanned pregnancy, now the solution of the of the most intellectual men, the, the most developed of man's mind, the problem is what is bad, the baby is what is bad, so you get rid of the baby that's the solution of man right now so you can see how man deter- you, can you see the condition of the, the deterioration of man when the mind is developed but the spirit is dead, you are going to have anarchy from Harvard to the gutters of Democratic Republic of Congo. You would have anarchy all over the world. When you develop the intellect at the expense of the spirit of man. Dead men everywhere. Now, the line between good and evil, it has never been more blurred. They don't know now what is good, what is evil. Everything has joined together. Everything has joined together. The soul is decaying. There has never been an epidemic of mental illness as we have it in the world today. Mental illness. If the body is broken, at least doctors can fix it. Even the therapists now, they are mentally ill. Everybody is sick. Everybody is sick. Mentally. You find breaking videos six year olds, seven year olds doing unimaginable things unimaginable things unimaginable things decay, man has decay you understand, the condition is getting worse than that of a dog we are no longer living as human beings we are living like the lowest of animals now and then we rush our conscience palliatives that's why they want to shut down the church it's the Jezebel oppression. You put the prophets in a cave and roll a stone over them. If they breathe, you behead them. Cancel culture. They don't want the truth to breathe because that's how they palliate the conscience. So you now, as you are carrying the Bible and going and speaking in tongues, they want to tear you in pieces. They hate your gods. They don't want to see you. They need to carry disobedience to the end. And they don't want anybody to stop them. So I, I got here explaining that death is not lying down. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Death is not lying down. By the time that that cage is in operation, that cage of chicken I was telling you, all your choices, you think they are your own. Satan is making them for you. All your decisions, you think they are your own. Satan is making them for you. 
You know, there was a time somebody offended me. I don't know if it was even my husband. I can't remember. But somebody did something and I made a decision. I made a decision. I was like, never again. This thing. This is how I'm going to do it and it's not going to happen again. And the Holy Spirit said, this decision is a good, looks like a good decision. But it was made out of anger. So what made this decision is anger. So in your mind now, you reached a decision that makes sense. But truly, it's the spirit of anger that is making decisions for you. So are you going to wait so that your spirits can rise and have energy and this anger can go so that you can make a decision from tope? Because anger is the one talking now and making decisions. I wasn't saying anything outside though. But you know, you can be, you, know, you may not, you can keep quiet about your, your, your mind. Oh my God. I say, ah, she's a quiet woman. She submits. Is that right? It's me that I know what I'm going to do. So the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. Takwa is absent though. This is anger. And you know, that's how it is a lot of times. You think you are the one thinking and making this. Lost is what is making that decision. Haste is what is making that decision. Fear is what is making that decision. Retaliation, bitterness, and revenge is what is making that decision. Demons are having party on your head. They are dancing. They are feeling happy. You, you think you are wise. And you think it is you. You are absent. They have given you injection. You have gone to sleep. But devil will hide himself. That is why it is so important that you walk in the spirit. Because that's the only time you are awake. That's the only time you are awake. If you are walking in the spirit, that is the only time you are awake. That is the only time you are you. It is so important to learn it. It's not a gift. You understand? So it can't come upon you. You learn it. But you have no choice but to develop that discipline. You have no choice. And you have the Holy Spirit. And like I said, it's not special to some people. It's not for the people that are are called to me sure that hold microphone there is no inferior brand of the holy ghost stop being confused about gifts do you know that i might be the one that is anointed to preach but i might be the one walking least in the spirit here are you aware of that yes it's very positive no it's not by microphone it's not by singing i might be the one that is preaching i might be the one that is most disobedient so it's, it, that gift is different. The gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. Somebody can, in the natural, as somebody is gifted to maybe with poetry or rhetoric or something, another person can be gifted with singing or maybe a good voice. Another person is a gifted painter. Another person is an athlete. You understand? It's kind of like that too, spiritually. The athlete is not more special. If you give me bottle now, bottle, I cannot draw zero. I cannot draw anything. I can't draw to save my life. But there are some people, as I am now, they can, they've already drawn me. And it will really look like me. If I draw you, ah, it will be serious. <laughs> it will really look like me. You know, so that's just to say that spiritually we are gifted differently, you know. But this one that I'm talking about, I'm not talking about spiritual gift. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But as much as somebody can draw, another person cannot draw. Somebody can sing, another person cannot sing. But I mean, if you see human beings different from monkey, Abby, and that's the one I'm talking about. Both of us are human beings. 
we speak the same language. I'm not barking like a dog. You understand? We have, we both have intellect. The nervous system is working in all of us. We stand on two legs and we use two hands. Okay? So there's no inferior brand of the Holy Spirit. Don't be confused about gifts. All of us can be equally spiritual. All of us can equally obey the Holy Spirit. All of us can equally walk in the Spirit. Let me quickly speak to that Romans chapter 8 that I read to you because I feel like I've laid a good background so that you understand when I'm talking about deterioration, death. You stop thinking about maybe accidents, motor jump, somebody they die. No. Death is separation from God. Separation from light. And what happens in darkness is spiritual deterioration. That's it. Okay? So verse 1 says, those who walk in the spirit but not that there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Go back to verse 1. Which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Now, let me quickly clear this. There's therefore now no condemnation. Some people feel that that means that there's therefore now no um, guilt for sin. There's therefore now no... You know the way they read it is that the conscience of those who are in Christ Jesus is dead. So when they do something bad, they don't feel bad. No, you will feel bad. It is okay that your conscience is sensitive to the spirit. It means that you are spiritually okay. Okay? If your conscience is not sensitive to the spirit, something is wrong. You know, like when you, when you amputate somebody's hand or leg and, and certain cells are dead and they don't have a feeling in that place. You know, even if you set it on fire, are they going to feel any pain? That thing is going to be completely damaged before anybody knows that something is wrong. But if, if there were nerve endings that were alive, immediately that thing touches something hot. What do you do? You lift it. That's the way a sensitive spiritual conscience works. Immediately you touch sin. Ah, I shouldn't. The alarm goes off. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. My, 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 uh, my girl, she did something bad last night and my husband scolded her. And then he came to the room and then he told me, I'm going back to beg her. That's that alarm. It was like, she, what she did was bad, but me too, I said too much. You can say, oh, I'm, I'm paying a salary. I can talk to her anyhow. No, 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 no. He said, I'm going back to beg her. I talk too much. Although what she did was not good, but I should go and beg her. So being sensitive like that is good. So some people read this now. I feel that what it means is that if I'm in Christ Jesus, when I sin, I shouldn't feel guilt. No, you feel guilt because you are alive spiritually. Alarm, alarm, an alarm will go off. You will know that you have done something wrong. This condemnation, eh? Beyond the Greek, I'll tell you what the Greek is, but the important thing is the meaning. But even if you look at it in context, you know that what he's saying is not that you won't feel guilt. Do you understand? Let's read scriptures where in context. A lot of wrong doctrine, a lot of private interpretation of scripture. You just pick one scripture, one line. Some people, it's not even one whole scripture. You just pick one line and take off. And you read it in context. Uncle, I know, you know, especially when you're looking for revelation. When you are lost in after rev, say, me too, I must share my own. What does it mean? Oil. Horn. Uncle Emma, calm down. Read it in context. If you read the scripture in context, you will know that it's not even talking about that. But the Greek word that is interpreted um, katatrima means the punishment that follows the sentence. Okay? It is penal servitude. It is judgment against. When you do something bad and you, you, you are guilty, eh? 
the different you feel guilty difference is that like the example i gave your never endings they are alive and they are working what do you do you leave that place you correct it there's no punishment there's no sentence because you have done something wrong do you understand so if you if you if you keep being in sin like the person that you know like i said the cells are dead the never endings are not working you destroy yourself I don't know whether you understand because you are living contrary to your nature but as far as the punishment for sin jesus has taken that one there's no i don't know whether I, so the wages of sin is death right the soul that sins it shall die so you've done something wrong ordinarily in the equation devil has something to take to the courtroom of heaven and say hey i have legal right to look at what has happened but doesn't have it again jesus has taken that one so there's no there's no punishment coming for what you have done. Do you understand the difference now? You are the only one that can punish yourself now. You are the only one that can hand yourself over to Satan. Because if you read Romans chapter 8 verse 12 where we read, it said you are no longer a debtor to the flesh. You have been delivered from that power of sin. If you now read verse 2, look at what it says in verse 2. What does it say in verse 2? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from what? the law of sin and death the law of spirit of life two laws the law of sin and death they are spiritual principles okay if you activate it you get certain results okay so the law of sin and death is like a vicious circle you are in bondage to sin and then sin produces death and the real result of death is more sin you understand because i described to you that spiritual deterioration makes your judgment to crumble below that of a lizard so as your judgment crumbles you are more of a slave to sin and death and the devil and then you die more and then you reap more death and so is that kind of vicious circle but that circle has been broken over you because you know jesus because you have accepted jesus you are no longer a debtor you don't have to obey somebody that is not that doesn't have the power of jesus in their lives they, they don't have any resistance they are still under that law you don't live under that law anymore okay let me give you a very terrible example for lack of a better analogy you are a citizen of one of the best countries in the world i don't know how they judge the best countries anymore these days compared to what is happening in nigeria and you are you are even maybe an ambassador from that country to a place like Nigeria. Then you renounce your citizenship. And you say, oh, let me be in Nigeria. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because if you are, if, if you are living here, you know, you, U.S. Embassy is U.S. essentially. It's not Nigeria. Nothing that happens in Nigeria is happening there. That is the United States. You are supposed to be living in a kind of United States. You are supposed to be living in heaven. Even though you are here. But you can say no. I want to be... Do you understand? I want to subject myself. Why? Because of the power of choice. You have that choice. God is not going to make that choice for you. You are going to make that choice for yourself. That's just, that's just, how, that's just how he made man. And man has to have the power of choice for him to fulfill his destiny. Angels have the way they are created. Men have the way they are created. The purpose is different. Okay? So, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. 
So you don't have to obey. And this is the reason why scripture supports um, that what I just said, that that condemnation is not, is not feeling sorry for sin. Because in, there was a place where you know, in the, uh, Paul was saying that godly sorrow works repentance. All right? So it's okay to have godly sorrow unto repentance. It's, then in another place, he now said, um, concerning what I wrote you about that brother that did something wrong, it is now time to comfort that brother so that he will not sorrow unto death. Some people sorrow unto death. God has, Jesus has removed the punishment. No, say, no, let me punish myself. And the bad thing about that sorrow unto death is that it reduces, it brings you under the law of sin and death. It reduces your resistance to sin. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to do better next time. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't accommodate sorrow unto death. Don't accommodate, because you don't, the punishment that follows the sentence, Jesus has taken that. Don't hug that one. Once your conscience has been pricked and you have asked for forgiveness of sins, please receive it by faith and be going. Because if you don't, what, happen, what has happened is that you have subjected yourself to condemnation. You have subjected yourself to the sentence, to the punishment, to death. Death will be strengthened. You produce more sin. I'm telling you, you'll not become more righteous. You'll not become more holy. That's why you don't hug condemnation. I've established that walking in the spirit frees us from the bondage of sin. Let's go on reading. Let's, quick, let's quickly go on reading. Um, no, three is where we are now. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit this is the second time in this verse that we are we are hearing about walking okay so you have the holy ghost but you have to walk in the spirit there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who, who, do not, who, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Verse 1. Then here he's now saying that the righteousness of the Lord is fulfilled in those who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So there is one thing I want to establish before I go forward. We all have the Holy Ghost. But only those who are walking in the spirit are activating the law of righteousness. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Only those ones are generating eternal life. You have to walk. You have the Holy Ghost, but you may not be walking. Okay? And I'm going to get to that walking in a bit. Okay, so let's just, since we are here, let's look at Galatians chapter 5. So there are two things. Every time you see the Spirit, what do you see beside it? Flesh. You see Spirit, you see flesh. Walk not in the flesh. It's like when the Bible says, you, not, you shall not serve God and mammon. Okay, so there are, there are, some, there are some spiritual parallels. This is a spiritual part. Anytime you see walking in the spirit, you, you are, you're going to see walking in the flesh beside it. Okay? Um, let's start this one from 16. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. 18. But if ye are led by the spirit, ye are not under the law. Let's stop here a bit, and you know, let me quickly say something to you. 
what the Bible is saying here about the righteousness of the law being fulfilled, that is Romans chapter 8 verse 4, and this one saying that you are not under the law, eh, is like this. Because of the fall, we are programmed with, and because of how sin has progressed, you know, in, in the soul of man over a period of 6,000 years, man naturally, he knows what is right, but he doesn't, he doesn't naturally have the the strength to choose what is right. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, and that is why people are rushing their conscience with palliatives. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? Because when disobedience to God has been so strengthened, and you have told yourself that what this means is that I have autonomy and I can do what I please, and I'm a man of myself, and I make my own choices, and there's no God, and you are still fighting that thing. Okay, if you are at peace with that, why are you fighting the whole world? They are angry. They want to cancel everybody. If you, if you are going your own and you say your own, they cancel you. Why are you angry? Why can't you? They are like Cain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Cain syndrome. God came to Cain and said, Cain, this is your problem. It is called sin. Sin is lying at your door. Why don't you master? He said, no, Abel is my problem. I must kill him. Man does not have the ability to master sin. To become the master of sin. I don't know whether you understand. To say to sin, sit down there, no. No food for you. No, no attention for you today. In fact, get out. I don't want to see you here. Cain couldn't do that. God came to him and said, no. Cain, you are not feeling good. It's not my problem. He said, God said, why are you not happy? You know? His, his countenance was downcast. God said, why are you not happy? I said, I'm depressed. You know, that's the way we put it this way. Why are you not happy? If you do well, will you not be accepted? See, sin is lying at your door. It's desire. Sin has a desire. It's to be your master. But you master it. King said, no. I'm going after a bill. So that's what you see in council culture today. You say, I choose to be gay. Okay. Gay yourself now. Leave me. Why am I your problem? Because I say that I don't agree. And leave me now. Chibi, you, you are having choice. You say that you are having freedom of speech, freedom of person. Allow me to be having my own freedom now. Let me free. Okay, I choose to serve God with my life. I, I, I choose to believe the Bible as truth. Leave it. Why are you not having peace on your own? Okay? So, that thing has happened to man where sin is lying at the door of man. Man has not been able to master sin. Now, imagine what has happened over a period of 6,000 years. Sin has mastered the soul of men. I don't know whether you understand. This thing has gone on for a long time. Now you can understand what you are struggling with. You understand what I'm trying to say? You are str- let, me, let me just break it down at the basic level. Man is a tripartite being. You understand that? Man is what? Spirit. Man is not, and that is the fundamental problem that, you know, the world is facing. They can only relate with the soul and the body. The spirit is dead. So like I said, the intellect is developed at the expense of the spirit and you have anarchy all over the world. Okay? So man is a tripartite being. You are first of all spirit. Your real you is that spirit. That's the real person. Your emotions... Okay, let me not jump ahead of myself. Man has his three, right? Man is a tripartite being. He is a spirit, 
he has a soul and he lives in a body. Of course, you know, when you die, you shed the body. Okay, so you know that. But what man is not aware of is his spirit. Again, man is aware of his soul, but man thinks that him, the soul is him. Man thinks he's the soul. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Your soul, eh? Your soul is made up of your will. Your will is where thoughts are processed into decisions. Okay? It's made up of your will and your mind and your emotions. Those are the three things in your soul. Your will, that's your decision-making faculty. Your mind and your emotions. Now, your mind has three parts. Your mind is made up of your thoughts, your reasoning, and your imagination. Am I clear? I go over that again. Your soul or your mind has three parts. Your will, that is your decision-making faculty, your mind and your emotions. And your mind is made up of your thoughts, your reasoning, and your imagination. Now, that engine, that engine room is there. The spirit of man that is in union with God, that is the real man that downloads the template for, of the purpose of God for his life, his direction in life, what is supposed to be and who is supposed to be, that is there. This mind is supposed to be subject to that spirit. That mind, what, is supposed to, what the mind is supposed to do, is supposed to express the spirit here on the earth. Okay? While you are on the earth, that mind is supposed to be, because the spirit is, is the innermost being. How does the Bible put it? It's the innermost being. And your flesh is what is outward and people can relate to. But you are not your flesh, okay? That's why you are not a lizard. Your, the, that soul, that machine interfaces between the spirit and the body. So it expresses what is in your spirit. The, the, the mind is supposed to be subject to the spirit and to give expression to what is coming from the spirit so that humanity can be blessed and the purpose and the will of God for your life can be fulfilled. Do you understand what I just said? Now, what has happened is that man thinks that he's disowned. He doesn't understand his spiritual side. He thinks that... So, that is the reason. Why? Because you have cut off your spiritual side or because your spiritual side is dull or dwarfed, the enemy can go direct because he doesn't have access to your spirit. If anyone is joined to the Lord, what does the Bible say? Is one spirit with him. This evil spirit and God's spirit cannot inhabit the same place. They can't dwell together. You can't be possessed. That's why you can't be possessed. Holy Spirit and God cannot cannot stay in the same place. God is fully in your spirit. So once your spirit is dwarfed, you didn't activate the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Your mind is weak because your mind is supposed to be feeding from your spirit. So your mind is weak. So intrusion can easily come in. Your walls are down. So you can easily be penetrated. And that's where the enemy now comes in. This is what it does. It now makes you believe that you are your emotions. You unite with your emotions. That's why people say, I am depressed. I, I am not depressed. I'm talking. <laughs> no, no, no. A lot of times I call meeting with all the faculties. This struggle is real for everybody. When I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up feeling like heaven. My husband knows morning is not my best time of the day. 
Because I wake up feeling one kind already. He, when he wakes up like this, already excited. I don't used to understand it. <laughs> As in, every morning, once I get up, my husband will scream, she's awake! I'm like, how can somebody wake up excited like this? As in, you're just, me, I'm, <laughs> I used to have early morning moodiness. <laughs> he's already happy, he's already singing, he's already dancing. You, you see, you look at him like a man of God, is gentle, have you? <laughs> I will be dancing sometimes. You say, the power of God is awake. In my mind, I'm saying, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> That's in the power of, he's teasing me. He say, the power of God is awake. What do you mean the power of God is awake? But, you know, he has to be a man that is dead to self. Because my face, if you, if, you, if you look my face, that excitement will die immediately. If you, <laughs> as in, if you are somebody that the flesh is high. If you see that face, you just say, what is wrong with her? Somebody's been singing for this. Maybe too, I'll, I'll keep malice through. You know, for another person, you can keep malice throughout the day for that, my face. Because you, you are weak spiritually. You won't even mind that, my face. You will now come and hold me. Hold me back now. And I still won't hold back. Because in my mind, I'm like, let's be serious. It's a new day. Tori alone. Let, let's be heavenly minded. You see, ah, ah, hug back now. I will shout and say, no, 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 that's not how to smile. Smile very well. I'm not awake, uncle. I'm still booting. I don't wake up once. I'll be booting, I'll be winding. You see, and as I'm winding, I'm booting like that. I'm having serious spiritual warfare. Because, hello, I am not moody. My name is Tokwe. I am not depressed. My name is Tokwe. And to the other faculties, let's have meeting. Because, you know, as I just wake up that early morning, what is on my mind is responsibility. That's the way I'm wired naturally. And as that responsibility is coming, the peace of God is flying out. The joy of God is flying out. What is replacing it is anxiety, worry, everything I have to deal with at work, all the pending deadlines, how I'm going to combine everything with children and everything. Everything is attacking me at the same time. So I'm calling a meeting and I'm saying, today is the day that the Lord has made. All of you will cooperate. We are going to rejoice and be glad. My thoughts, my will, my emotion, all of you imagination come together. Let's have meeting. Today is the day that God has made. All of us, we are rejoicing and we are being glad in today. Today we are going to love. Today we are going to be peaceful. Today we are going to be joyful. Today we are going to be kind. Today we are going to walk in long suffering. Today, no hate. Today, no anger. Today, and as I'm having that meeting, I'm having it moment by moment. Because why? I have understanding that I am not my mind. I tell my mind where to go. When somebody does something to me and the mind is running, it's already running down, down, down that dark alley of why me? You talk to me like that because if not that, uh, hey, come back. We are not going there today. Ah, no, no buying and selling today. We are not going there. Come, 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 come. You stay here. You stay here. What does the Bible say? First Corinthians chapter 13. Lord, love does not take record of evil done to her. She keeps no account of of wrong. That's the one we are doing today. End it. End it. X. No, we are not. We are not traveling. Come, come. Because I know that I am spirit. I am not my mind. Okay? So that is how you, you give preference to your spirit. You develop your spirit. You tell your emotions where to go. What to do. Okay? It's not that I will not cry. Or if I see cry, it's therapeutic. I cry very well. I cried. After crying, I clean the face. 
we move. We after crying the cry, we move. Nobody is going to be here feeling no pity party. But, but I know that crying is terrible. Just cry and then let's cry very well. <laughs> so, so I, I'm okay now. I cried the cry after crying the cry. I go and watch Netflix. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why, soul? Why are you disquieting within me? Hope in God. Hey, have a meeting with your faculties. It's not your body that will tell you that today, if I don't eat, I will die. You will die, yo. You will die. You will really die. There was a time I was going to a program in, in, in some church. I just came to Lagos that time. They declared seven days fasting and prayer. So I was doing the fasting. And I remember that, I think on the first day of the fasting, the, and we were supposed to go to the church fasting. They told us to come fasting. So by five, when I was supposed to leave the house, I was already having malaria. <laughs> and no, I'm not joking. Temperature was high. Headache. You know, I now felt like I was going to throw up everything. was shot wrong that day. Ah, hey. And I now told my flesh, I said, Share on top this food. You know, my mother was not saying, you better eat, you better eat. Now, I wasn't dehydrated, understand? Okay? Because I, I was hydrated. You better eat, you better If you don't eat, you are going to disgrace yourself on the road. You are going to faint. You know, from, from I was going to, I think, Ikeja, Biomoli, from Bega area. And I, I walked to the bus stop, I enter bus. Ah, you are going to faint, you are going to vomit. You are going to disgrace yourself. You better eat. So I told the flesh, I said, okay. And you have to know when is the flesh that is talking. Because that thing you think is you. Just, I said, ah, you will really faint today. Well, that's what I told the flesh. Ah, no, they, you will disgrace yourself today. You will really faint today. Let's go. If you like, die in the bus. We are going without food. And I, I took myself out of the house. Initially, I was dragging. Next thing, I just saw that. Me too, I was following them to rush in the bus stop. Shelby, you want to die just now? <laughs> I think you were dying just now. You too, you are rushing bus. That's the way I talk to my faculties. You two, you are rushing, but maybe you want to die just now. We faint you. Oh, I will die you. That's how I took that. I took that body to the church. That, that the program finished by nine. I didn't even remember again when the power of God was moving. I didn't even remember again that no. And I we got to the, we got home that day. If I had watermelon or purple, and I was still teasing the body. Have you died now? Nobody is going to die tomorrow. We are going to do this thing. If you like, you die in the bus. That's how I'll carry you there. Learn to talk to yourself. Learn your real self talking to your fake self. <laughs> it's not your fake self, you understand? They are just these imposters that want to... You are not your soul, you are not your body, and you are not a debtor to sin. You don't have to obey. Right now, your debt is to the spirit because you have been saved. Let me quickly make this point as I round up this morning. Romans 8, 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is where I want to stop today. Please follow me. He says, those who live after the flesh, what do they do? They set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live after the spirit, what do they do? They set their minds on the things of the spirit. 
then he said that to be carnally minded. So that tells you that to be carnally minded is not maybe you are smoking or you are going to a club. That is not to be carnally minded. To be carnally minded is your mind is set on the things of the flesh. It's not set on the things of the spirit. Do you understand the flow of that scripture now? Verse 5 already told you. Those that are after the flesh, those that set their mind on things of the flesh, they will live according to the flesh. Those that set their minds on things of the spirit, they will live according to the spirit. Then now says to be carnally minded. Then you can know what carnally minded is. Now he defined it for you in verse 5. Carnal mind is the mind that is set on the things of the flesh. To be carnally minded is what? Death. To be spiritually minded is what? Life. Peace of mind. Then he said, the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. So, I'm born again. How am I still having enmity against God? It, it is your carnal mind that is the enmity. This, your spirit, the Holy Ghost, has not taken control of your mind. Your flesh is in control of your mind. As long as your flesh is in control of your mind, your mind is an enemy of God. So now you can know why you cannot have peace. Because your spirit is like at this end of the world. Your mind is at this end of the world. Meanwhile, they are supposed to be in harmony. So you find yourself constantly scattered inside. Not having peace. Because something else is running your mind when it's supposed to be the influence of God. And that thing else that is running your mind is contrary to God. It's an enemy of God. It cannot, even if you want to, it can't. It can't be subject to God. So where I want to end today is how do you set your mind? Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. What does it say? Let's quickly read that. Colossians 3 rather. If you then be risen with Christ, what do you do? You seek things that are above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid in Christ and God. Let me tell you something. If you feel that it is burdensome to seek God, why can't this life just flow normally? Why can't we just have peace? Why can't, why is the things of God this hard to do? You have to do it. You have to do it. Let me tell you something. You're not doing anything. You already activates the law of sin and death. You're not doing, you think you are not doing anything. Several things are happening. I don't know whether you understand. Okay, sorry, you're already born. Life is a battle. So, so what are you going to do now? You're just going to lie down and be a prey. You're already born. Sorry, you're already here. Life is a battle. You've been born into the war front. They gave birth to you in the war front. You are saying, why? Fire. Fire is flying everywhere. <laughs> As in, cannons are flying, you know, bomb is flying, you know all those American movies, the thing is flying, life rises, and that's where they gave birth, you know, say, why is life like this hard? Why is life this hard? Why can't I just lie down? If you lie down, what's going to happen to you? They bump you to ashes, they will not see you again. You can't lie down, sorry, you are already born, and you are born in the war front. Okay, what are you going to do? You are going to submit yourself as a prey to the enemy, and you have a glorious destiny. You were not born to actually lie down. You were born into that war to finish that war. You were born into that war to finish that. You see the way Abraham was born into it. And he smashed the head of Satan. Smashed it, smashed it, smashed it. Because the, the prophecy is that the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. He smashed it. He remains small for Jacob. Jacob took him and smashed his home. Then he remained... <laughs> We are playing football with Satan's head. That's what we are doing. You see, down the ages, the Davids, what they did, Jesus, he came, he left the arena. 
is seated at the right hand of God until his enemies are made his footstool. And then he looked at you in heaven and said, Ah, this one is a brave heart. Send him. He's wise, he's witty, he looks innocent, but this one will finish it and send this one to the war front. You now wake up in your room and say, Why is life like this? Oh, why, why did they bomb me here? Oh my God, I pity myself, I pity my life. What's wrong with you? I'm moody. I'm thinking about my life. I don't know how my future will progress. Look at the, the one that all heaven said, Yes, this is the one that will progress the war. You are here to advance a war. You are not here to lie down and say, well, Who will take me out of the battle? Ah, no, you are born in the battle zone. You fight the war. And you are not going to be a prey. You are not going to be a prey. You are born for such a time as this. So you seek those things that are above. You better go and look for your ammunition. You better train. That's your best bet. Your best bet is not to be born where you have already found yourself. You are going to train. You train for this war. How do you train for this war? You go to where your, your ammunitions are. Your place of advantage. You live from there. Your ground of advantage. You don't fight Satan from here. He's, he has already been defeated there. So you go there and finish him off. You don't stay here. You seek those things that are above. That's what it means to set your mind. And these things, they are as simple as... Should I tell you what they are as simple as? Read your Bible. Pray every day. Because as I'm talking now, you say, Ah, this girl, maybe she's, she's, she speaks in tongues. As I'm talking to you now, you look at I'm speaking in tongues for six hours every day, right? Be coming down. It's as simple as read your Bible, pray every day. It's as simple as that. That's how you set your mind. You set your mind by, if you, how, how that mind that you live and everything is, they say, ah, what's happening? Ah, you know yeah, what happened in Somalia last week? You know what happened, what, what happened in Lagos right now? You leave that mind, it's fallow. Everything is patching on it. Everything is coming to it. Life's challenges. What somebody said to you. What you didn't get. What you got. Everything is just coming at that heart. And you are not cultivating anything. You're not cultivating anything on it. You spend time every day. You see, this shakarado, shakarado that you are doing that is mindless. It has to stop it has to stop. Let us begin to pray. Shaka shuku, shaka shuku, shaka shuku, shaka. You have traveled. You are not there. It has to stop. There was a time I told myself, Toko, you'll be praying in English for some time. Because this your mind. It needs to be trained to, to stay with what is going on. Sometimes that tongue is an escape. It's an escape so that you don't exercise your spiritual muscles. When you are feeling lazy about prayer, some people, you don't even know what the scripture says, much less of praying with scripture. I had some, the former compound where I was living, I, I heard some prayers. I was interested. I, I said, ah, ah, is this girl praying? I be she's, she's reciting incantations. I don't know how to translate it to English if you don't hear, if you don't understand your Bible. When somebody is praying, I say, ah, I got biera. Eh, ni shubu. Ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, is this Ifa or prayer? No, which one is happening? And, uh, as in, because, uh, I mean, what will you pray with when, when there is no scripture? Okay? What, what will God talk to you with when there is no scripture? Can I tell you something? You know the Holy Spirit does not speak English. Are you aware? Ah, okay, you thought he's speaking English. That's why some people preach revelation to the Holy Ghost when they are praying. 
He doesn't speak English, yo. He speaks scriptures. Have you seen some people? They want to prophesy. Kaya, 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 kaya. Ah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. They may have scattered the whole church. Everybody is holding them. Hold him down. Hold hand and leg. They've broken all the chairs. Where is the word of the Lord? I'm here. <laughs> Since morning. Is that all? But I know now. Excuse me. I don't know that God is here. We already know. So this is all this is money. Everywhere like thunder. Okay, okay. Auntie, what is it? Kilo shele gun gun. God is here. God is here. God is here. Uh-huh. You know what's wrong with Auntie? Shallow. It's not that she's fake. The spirit of God may really be on her. No language. No language. Shallow. No language. Nothing is being said. So, your prophetic experiences, they are limited by your, ex- by your depth in this. God spoke to me. I had a dream. You know, people come to me with their dreams. They think I'm some sort of Joseph. They say, help me interpret. Much of the time, the understanding I have is not gift. It's from here. Truly, I can help most times with decoding people's dreams. But it's not special gift. It's scripture. It's scripture. Bury yourself in the word. Learn how to meditate. When you read scripture, it's like walking into a building. When you meditate, you are opening the doors and engaging with the treasures in that house. That's what meditation is. Learn to read scripture. Learn to meditate. Learn to pray. Learn to spend time with God on your own. And always draw something. When I say always draw something, I don't mean always feel something. By faith, always always make sure that you are receiving something. Learn to wait. Okay? Sometimes the way that we hurry out of God's presence, it doesn't help us receive anything. There's something that helps me, may help you. Because this is what happens to me. Immediately I decide. Did, I may be watching something, I may be scrolling mindlessly on social media. Immediately I decide I want to spend time with God. Everything that I have not done, that I have pending, that is urgent, everything will come to my mind immediately. Everything will come to my mind immediately. I have two things that I do. One, I have biro and paper. By me. I will be writing it down. I offload my mind of it. When we finish this prayer, we'll go and do it. Okay? I put it down. Second thing is, I now talk to that mind. You will be coming down. You see this time that we are going to spend with God, we are going to spend it and nothing is going to happen. In fact, anything that wants to happen, let it happen. We are going to wait here. And we are not going to go. We are not going to rush out. We are going to stay until something rests in this place. So be coming down now. It will be better for you to come down from the beginning. Okay? So you have to, you have to learn to understand those tricks of the devil. And know how to, how to deal with it. It's something. Since morning, you have been happy. You didn't remember anything. Immediately you say, I want to spend time with God. If you don't call it now, now, now. Ah, you are supposed to call that your quest since morning. I will call it after this prayer. That is why we rest. Anything that wants to happen, let it happen. Learn to do that. 
learned to do that. Deuteronomy 6, 7 was talking about how you are supposed to bind the word to your heart. You know, when you lie down, when you wake up. Some of you, when you lie down, you scroll mindlessly on social media. Two straight hours. And you'll be looking at time, 30 minutes. You say, I will do five minutes more. Then it's another 30 minutes. How much more if you lay on that bed and you pick your scriptures and you are reading? You are just going through it. You are just reading. You are just reading. It doesn't mean that you don't have time for, you know, I was, I was, I was saying to my husband recently, I said, these days I, I schedule everything in blocks of time. And there are times when I leave time to do nothing. What I mean by that is that I can put in my, in my schedule 10 to 1. I'm going to reply this client's emails. I'm going to do this work for this client. I'm going to do that one on that 10 to 1. I just put it like that, block of time. Then 1 to 1.30, I don't put anything. Sometimes 1 to 1.45, I don't put anything. See if I want to scroll social media, I scroll social media. If I want to lie down and not talk to anybody, I lie down and not talk to anybody. I, whatever I want to do, I do in that time. But I know that by 2 o'clock, I'm going back to something productive. And I schedule Bible study that way. So when it's time for me to study, I schedule it with my work. So when it's time for me to study Bible, I'm not, it's not, the phone is even away. It's a way. It's a, it's a way. I put in a drawer and, and put it, and, and put off notifications, silent everything. It's the same way I work. I don't want to do When is my break time? I will check who has called. I'll call them back. The only person that is allowed to interrupt is my husband. And sometimes I don't even allow him. I just call Square. Okay. You know, but I mean, because now you now check phone. They say, let me quickly, you are reading Bible. They say, let me quickly pick this call. Let me quickly reply this message. And it derails your whole day. Learn to recognize Satan now. It's not that smart. It derails your whole day. Put it aside. No, nothing will happen. Air fire will not fall down. Put it there. Let it stew. Let it stay there. And focus on what you are doing. I've talked about daily devotion. I've talked about setting your mind filling your atmosphere every day please what kind of music do you lead, do you play in your car your atmosphere your room what is playing there even as you go to bed sometimes somebody has said that so one day somebody said i said i can't sleep let's say ah put message now right it will help you to sleep and i felt guilty because i was personally told her that i use message to sleep you know so i felt guilty because ah, it's like the way this is interpreted it now it's like as if when you want to sleep you go and look for a message. It's not like that. It's not sleeping tablets. It's just that I prefer my mind because the way the mind works, the last thing you put on it is the first thing that you wake up with. So when I'm hearing hot message and I go to bed, it will help me when I wake up because it's likely that my meditation will, will fall on that last thing I was listening to. It's just like that. So shadow all your environment to to help you don't don't you know you listen to any kind of music listen to every kind of podcast and all that then you even struggle when you open the bible you struggle to even understand what is there because you have blocked the arteries <laughs> blood is not flowing very well praise god practice hearing the voice of the holy spirit what did i say practice hearing the voice of the holy spirit wait on him tell him to speak to you about something and he will and when he does do what he has said it strengthens the voice of the Holy Spirit. It strengthens your walk with the Spirit. It's not, it's not a special something. You just practice it. Tell the Holy Spirit to speak to you about something. I'm waiting on you, Holy Spirit, for this matter. 
tell me what to do about it. He will tell you. When he tells you, do it. The next time his voice will be stronger. The next time it will be stronger, a time will come. Without even, sometimes you don't even engage on something. You just find red lights. Okay, don't go that direction. Before something happens, he would speak to you about it. There was a day recently I woke up. Nothing has happened. And the Holy Ghost said, this thing, when, he, when you have been asked, say yes to it. And that yes that I said is helping me. After that, a lot of things now came, like different choices that are supposed to confuse me on, th- on that issue. But because I've already heard say yes to something, I know the direction I should be traveling. So I'm not now, ah, but this one naturally looks better than, and the, some of those choices naturally look better than the one that the Holy Spirit says say yes to. But I'm settled now. No, I'm not up and down. I'll say, ah, but let's you know, the Holy Spirit said go this direction. I'm going finish. Sometimes your life is that simple. When you're walking in the spirit, what will happen is that your inner man will be strengthened. Your inner man will be strong. Okay? Like I described, you'll be able to command all your faculties. You'll not be weak spiritually. You'll be walking in righteousness. Do you know that it's easier to obey the Holy Spirit than to obey laws? There are some of you, you want to improve. You want to improve your devotional life. You want to improve in exercising. You want to improve your health. You want to improve your career. You want to, you want to do so many things. Sometimes it looks like you want to in every area, it looks like there are 300 things wrong with you and you want to improve everything. And sometimes it's just overwhelming because how many laws will I even remember to obey? No, don't obey laws. Obey the Holy Spirit. See whether the Holy Spirit will not nudge you and remind you that you, you have not prayed. But don't shut it down. That's the only thing. Because if you shut it down, it gets weaker. Your spirit is getting weaker in connecting to the Holy Spirit. Don't shut it down. Pray. It will remind you. It will tell you. It will, it will tell you what to do. Walking with the Holy Spirit is, is better than trying to obey 62 laws every one second. If you are walking in the Spirit, you will not be sinning. The Holy Spirit will tell you to keep quiet when you should keep quiet. It will, it's just about obeying Him you know, and, and strengthening that voice. Spiritual dullness is what happens when we are not strengthening our divine side. Like I said, it will be, you'll be getting duller. You'll not be you not be sharp spiritually in terms of hearing God, you know, visions and, and revelations of the spirit. You lack the ability to resist temptation and you produce the works of the flesh. If you read Galatians chapter 6, you see the works of the flesh there. Anytime you are seeing strife is getting strong, you are weak spiritually. Everybody's begging. They say, say, no! Allow me! Ah, something else. You'll be weak. You'll be weak spiritually when you are not strengthening your device eye and like i started you will struggle to fulfill the plans and purposes of god for your life when you are walking in the spirit walking in destiny is is easy it's not easy but you'll be having it easy it will be looking some people will look at your life and say ah i want to live like this our life is so planned our life is so good you that you are living it you know that that's not how it's easy do you understand? But the enablement of the spirit helps you to live your God's plan and purposes for your life. This morning, I just want you to, to rise to your feet and just trust God that I'm going to strengthen my divine side. I'm going to walk in the spirit. This is a purpose for which I'm here. I'm not here for any other thing. I could have, I could have as well been a spirit in heaven. But I was born for such a time as this. And I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk in heaven while on earth. I'm going to connect to my divine side. My real identity. In the name of Jesus. 
I'm going to walk in the spirit until the purpose of God is fulfilled for my life. Until the purpose of God, until the will of God is done. Until his kingdom comes, until his will be done. Here I will legislate righteousness. Here in this place I will legislate righteousness. I'm an emissary of heaven. I'm an emissary of heaven. I'm an emissary of heaven. I'm not a slave to the flesh. I'm not a slave to the elements of this life. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I strengthen my divine side. I walk in the spirit. I do not gratify the desires of the flesh. I'm not a debtor to the spirit. I walk and walk until I arrive in spiritual maturity. Until I grow and, and, and arrive in the stature and the image of Christ. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I just see a very bright light shining. I see a bright light shining. I, I see you surrounded by light. This light is blinding. And as I'm talking about it, it's shining so bright. It's shining. So, I, don't, I don't know where you think you are, but where I see you, there's so much light. There's so much light. And I know that this light is the glory of God. This light is the power of God. This light is the enablement of heaven. This is heaven. I'm, what I'm looking at is heaven. You are surrounded by so much power. You are surrounded by so much grace. You just need to stop looking at the wrong thing. Because what I see is light. You are surrounded by light. Like the servant, you know, of Elijah, you know, and God said, open his eyes so that I can see that those that are with us are more than those that are that are with them you know i just pray that this morning god will open your eyes to light that is surrounding you you are walking in so much supply you are walking in so much power you are walking with so much grace so much of heaven so much of heaven stop looking at yourself stop looking at your limitations stop looking at your weakness and plug into your divine side heaven is on your side Heaven is on your side. And it's not really about what you have done or what you have not done. It's just the supply of your father. You are in heaven and heaven is in you. You are in the spirit because the spirit of God is in you. Let's just give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we do not take these words for granted. We do not take your word casually, oh God. We know that you are giving us life-transforming words. You are bringing the power to us to be transformed, to be changed, to become new, to be strengthened in our inner man by your spirit. Oh, Father, we receive all that you have for us this morning. We receive and we yield to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, Just pray in the spirit. Jelebora 
Le baro se fede di limano no mo sheta rabaya dura bebe setera. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we don't want to be forgetful hearers. We don't want to fall into the trap of hearing and hearing, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. We don't want to be unproductive. We don't want to be unfruitful. Because an unfruitful tree is a tree that everything has been given to it. It has been watered. It has been fertilized. It has been planted on the right ground, yet it does not produce fruit. Scripture says, the end of such is for those such trees to be cut down and burned in fire. Father, help us this morning. Let these things that we are hearing translate to transformation. Let it translate to new behavior. Let it translate to spiritual growth, O God. Deliver us from the trap of always hearing but never come to the knowledge of the truth. Deliver us from that thing that makes us to hear the word and then when we leave, we go back to former self. We go back to status quo. Let us break through this door. Let us break through these strongholds of the flesh and let the spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost rise in the name of Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk on the spirit and not on the flesh. We give no occasion to the flesh in the name of Jesus. From today, we make adjustments. To, in our daily lives, we make adjustments in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Hallelujah.